You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about joe ely honky tonk masquerade on the line i got rob sup i got ben cornbread and kyle honky tonk masquerade is the second album by country singer songwriter joe ely released in 1978 on the mca uh, label the producer was chip young and the genre is texas country progressive country and country rock outlaw country i'm gonna read from the book garth cartwright when The Clash invited Joe Ely to support them in concert in the late 1970s, few of their fans had any idea why Texas country singer would be chosen to support the world's hottest rock band. Ely himself must have wondered at times as punk audiences showered him in spit and beer, yet The Clash knew they were promoting a serious talent. Ely's honky-tonk masquerade is a country classic. Rolling Stone magazine even went so far as to call it one of the finest albums of the 1970s. Ironically, Ely has never won more than a cult following. Despite the excellence of his recordings, today he is recognized as one of the godfathers of alt-country, yet he deserved a much wider audience. Raised in Lubbock, Texas, Ely formed the Flatlanders with friends Jimmy Dale Gilmore and Butch Hancock. The group loved Hank Williams and Bob Dylan and set out to create a new form of country music, but Nashville was not ready for them. Honky Tonk Masquerade's tough, soulful songs of love and deception are backed by a hot band, and Ely has never sung better. From the classic country melancholy of the title track and the abject loneliness of Tonight, I Think I'm Going to Go Downtown... To roof-raising rocker fingernails, it should have made him famous. Instead, he proved too individual for country radio and too country for rock radio. Honky Tonk Masquerade gives you homespun, hard-worn Texas wisdom, and timeless American music. All right, what do we think of Joe Ely, Honky Tonk Masquerade? I kind of like it a lot. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I, I I don't like the term cornbread moon <laughs> it makes me real mad it it, it was like uh i don't know uh, uh what not a bananagram what the hell is that thing called where you just fill in like the uh mound mad and, libs? Uh, mad libs. Uh, it's, it's, yeah it sounds like a mad lib uh, i'm sorry are you gonna tell me that cornbread moon is a real thing kyle <laughs> cornbread moon I, I put it on it's the first track um, do you guys remember the Mystery Science Theater episode Mitchell with Jodon Baker? Of course. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jodon Baker like looks up at the moon and like Joel is like big buttery moon up there, and I just kept thinking of that line. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't take any of the albums seriously. <laughs> oh 
<laughs> Mitchell. <laughs> I don't dislike this album. And the more I listen to it, the the more songs are growing on me. But what this reminds me of is, you know, like sometimes like on tour, you'd play with a band, either like, uh, you know, like a uh, direct support or like a band like from the area. And and they just like kill it live like they, they've got this good energy great songs and so you pick up the cd or whatever and then like you listen to it in the van the next day and it's fine like you, you like you recognize a few of the songs but it just doesn't but it doesn't make you feel the way you felt when you really liked them i've got a feeling that like joe ely and his band could probably rock a roadhouse yeah and you know, and like seeing them in that environment was probably fantastic but for me like this uh, like uh, this in its recorded format that we're taking it right now uh, it kind of reminds me of some of the other alt country guys like like bobby bear or tom t hall or towns van zant and at least at this point i would rather listen to one of them but i like i i, I think joe ely's got good songwriting i think that he's got a good voice I, I, this is my very first introduction to him. I'd never heard of him before. And he, he's got so many pieces of the puzzle. I wonder if I wonder if maybe if I dig deeper into his catalog, maybe he'd get the combination right for me on a different album or something. But uh, that's kind of, that's how I feel about this one. I, 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 just, I, I, I wish I could have seen him play it, I guess. Yeah, Tom T. Hall is a good comparison. I didn't even think about that uh, for this. I felt the same way. The first song... God, it threw me off. The first like 20 seconds, I was expecting one song and then it switches tempo and it goes into the sort of uh, one three beat and it just completely threw me off. And I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't take it seriously like you, Kyle. It just like. <laughs> what do you guys feel about the uh, that cool uh, horn patch on, on the keyboards during Cornbread Moon? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> not great. Not, not great. No. So I was not expecting much after the the first song, but then there's some cool stuff uh, like the sort of synth or I don't know what they're doing on boxcars. Oh, Uh, that fuzzy. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a guitar. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a slide guitar. guitar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I liked boxcars. I thought boxcars Boxcars was a cool one. Yeah, who, who the fuck's Butch Hancock? He's the guy that wrote this. He's one of the guys in the Flatlanders. Okay. Yeah, the, I think John, John pointed out uh, that songs that John liked best happened to be the ones that involved other members of the Flatliners, or Flatlanders, uh, Flatliners. Uh, and I, I kind Peter of Sutherland. Agree. Yes, Demi I kind of. I, I think I agree with him a little bit. Like Boxcars, uh, the West Texas Waltz, and there was like a, a another one that was like uh, the Flatlanders guys, uh, Jericho. And like those are some of the uh, what I felt the the strongest tracks on the album. Maybe I should pick up a Flatlanders record. Hmm. What's going on over there? Hey, you you, you murdered another wasp. Congratulations, oh, yeah. Ben. Man, he landed I, right on my electric paddle. You have so many of those things in your basement. That's fucking crazy, dude. It's like I'm in The Shining or something. The book, not the movie, with the wasps. Every time I come down here, there's like five wasps. 
That's too many wasps. It's, it's like five too many every time I come down here. But they're sluggish, so they're easy to catch. But you always got to be vigilant because they're always around. <laughs> Man, thanks, COVID-19. We're learning so much about each other's basements. Oh, <laughs> No, I was going to say that it it's a hit. it's a hit and miss album for me. There'll be a song I really like and the next song not into at all. So it's it wasn't a necessarily a pleasure to listen to, but it was interesting to hear someone new that you weren't familiar with that sort of straddled that I guess where you would say alt country line or not quite full country. I did find out, it outlaw. real yeah, a little bit outlaw. I did find it really interesting that the clash and uh Joe Strummer were really into uh, Ely while while uh, he performed in Texas, uh, his home of uh, Lubbock, and uh, and he invited him over to uh, to play with them in uh, in England. I just thought that was so strange. Yeah, he even does backing of vocals on "Should I Stay or Should I Go" on that Clash That's single. Awesome, <laughs> and I would have never ever you know picked up on who who would have been doing that but yeah he also does a well there's uh there's a lyric in sandinista uh well there ain't no better band blend than joe ely and his texas men uh in the song if music could talk uh in sandinista i thought that was so interesting that he was uh so you know involved intertwined in this uh sort of two different worlds colliding he's got great references yeah, he, he must have uh, he must have put on a hell of a show in the Clash psalm. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> or I guess uh, the the Flatlanders must have put on a hell of a show. Um, well, I gave all my money to the banker this month. I got no more money to spend. Smile when she saw me coming through that door. When I left, she said, "Come back again." I watched them lonesome boxcar wheels Turning down the tracks out of town And it's on that lonesome railroad track I wanna lay my burden down Yeah, fucking hell, man. Uh, it, he, this album jumps... I don't uh, country genre at least like multiple times and the only things that have bothered me were cornbread moon and fingernails <laughs> Dude. and fingernails just because I I hate I hate that I I hate the reason why his fingernails are long it's so gross it. it's so <laughs> gross it's so gross on my first listen like tracks one through seven I was like all right that's fine nothing's really grabbed me yet and then fingernail starts I was like, oh, okay, let me stop what I'm doing and listen to fingernails because because this is what's up. He keeps his fingernails long so they click when he plays the piano. <laughs> and the, dude, and, and the, the piano track with, with all the click, 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 click. I, I love it so much. Horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that Butch Hancock is getting paid royalties for single, like, HBO television show soundtrack that totally fucking copped uh, his stuff for Boxcar. It sounds like 
I'm going to do real bad things to you from whatever that shitty vampire show completely mm. sounds like boxcar. Um, what, what the hell was the name of that show, Kyle? True blood. blood? So, True blood. Yeah. Sounds just like Man, boxcar. I don't Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What, Some of these songs do sound like like alt country. West Texas Waltz sounds like every time uh, our protagonist goes into like a a dive honky tonk bar in like an eighties movie or like Terminator Two or Thelma and Louise or something. It's just like I looked at the lyrics. There's been acting up and the sewer lines are backing up. It's just so like it sounds like a weird owl version of a country honky tonk song. <laughs> like, I like the music on West Texas Waltz. It's got that like Cajun, almost like Mexican polka feel. I, and I, I'm, I'm a sucker for that vibe. Like the, like, like the, the polka country. I I'm like not it. So into the polka, <laughs> the Cajun feel the accordion by Ponty. What is it? Ponty bone is the accordion player. <laughs> you don't like the accordion birch? No, not really. I, I, I like accordion and a country music. I'm not a big fan. You don't like that boo down. I like it on a song like Tonight, I Think I'm Gonna Go Downtown. How about on uh, the song like The Streets of Bakersfield? Oh, yeah. That song's heavy accordion. Yeah, that's true. But it's also got that, that polka sound, which is a lot of Buck Owens's Bakersfield style was that, that polka sound. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It also has a bit of that uh, Willie Nelson vibe. Just a little bit. Tonight I'm go gonna go downtown is feels right in there that's some good sad country man i've for got sure. i've got time for good sad country did this album make anybody want to arm wrestle somebody <laughs> for custody <laughs> of my son maybe exactly <laughs> custody of my son or this brand new tractor trailer <laughs> things huge really yeah, i would have just taken I was just taking a check. That kid sucked. <laughs> was a Am I wrong? He do that kid for what? Is Joe Ely in over the top or something? How do we get on this? I don't know. It's true. It, though. Always, it always comes back to over the top. It does sound like you could put almost every one of these songs on a on the jukebox in an '80s movie. It sounds like that. So okay, so Joe Joe Ely or Jeff Healy from uh, Roadhouse. That was his name, right? Jeff Healy, the the blind guy plays it plays guitar on his lap, because he's always who I associate with uh, uh, roadside bars in eighties movies. <laughs> that makes sense. This gives a little little bit of vibe of a uh, Johnny Paycheck too. Mm-hmm. I could see that, yeah. Like the Honky Tonk Masquerade sounds a little bit like a uh, Satin Sheets. I'm probably talking out of my ass for country music. I'm not as versed in country music as I probably should be. I like this better than some of the uh, some of the outlaw country stuff we've covered. Uh, whatever that was, it Merle, where he was hanging out on the back of a a train. I don't know why Merle. Yeah, is that? Yeah, you're yeah, right. that, that what, one didn't hit. Was me. that Honky Tonk Heroes? Is that that one? Uh, no, I don't think so. You were talking about his debut. Honky Tonk Heroes, I was into. Wait, that was Waylon, well, wasn't it? Oh, that was Waylon. Waylon Jennings. Yeah, yeah there sorry, it is. Sorry. So yeah, the, the Merle Haggard, Haggard record we did, I, I I didn't dig too too much, but the way the Waylon and the uh, the Willie were fucking great. Yeah, I wasn't into um, the Waylon Jennings. It just didn't. It felt stilted to me. It just felt like uh, Waylon Jennings. It, it the merge between rock and country just didn't 
didn't work for me. I just wasn't into the band. There were a couple songs like Black Rose uh, that that really hit it home. But yeah, I don't mind this kind of country, this sort of laid back, easygoing country. It's not too polished. It's not too pop. Has at least uh, Boxcars has some of that distorted guitar. Um, but it is getting it's it's starting to ride the line for me of country politan on a song like honky tonk masquerade it's starting to get a little little too too in into that polish once it goes over the line i'm i'm out the nashville sound just doesn't do it for me are there any exceptions are we, yeah are, are, there are we any getting exceptions? any of that garth brooks action oh i'll get down with some garth brooks and you know I mean, there's some there, Bro- Brooks and Dunn, some uh, some Kenny Garth Rogers, Brooks and Dunn. Garth Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> there's some people I can get with, but it's usually singles. It's not. I can't just put an album on and listen to the whole thing. The vibe that I get from him and hearing that he has like this like cult stat cult following, like it, like the the scene in Austin, Texas is like so strong that you can have like a lifelong career just being big in Austin, you know? And like there, there's, and there's some, some artists there that not, not that they're not big outside of Austin, but folks like, like uh, Dale Watson or uh, Alejandro Escovedo that just like within the city limits of that, they are just these, huge musical influences and so many people that like that you're very familiar with cite these people as influences, even though you might not be that familiar with them. And that's the kind of vibe I get from Joe Ely and this Joe Ely record. Where is Lubbock compared to Austin? Lubbock's West, like closer to like New Mexico. Lubbock is six hours Northwest of Austin. Here's your song, Fingernails. Oh, I hate this. fingernails. Can I get more of this Ugh. in my cans? <laughs> Do you think yes. that his fingernails I, are long because they play the uh, so they click when he plays the piano, or do you think that his fingernails are long for a different reason, and it was just serendipitous that they also clicked when he played the piano? What are you trying to say? Get pen, cocaine fingers. Is this a cocaine reference? <laughs> <laughs> just like for big two hand scoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah jerry jerry lee i don't know if it was his fingernails that were long that were clicking on the piano or if it was just the sound of his teeth grinding together that uh were, were giving you that click it seems um, like it's got to be something that that uh pianists have uh have discovered before it, it does have a cool percussive effect especially if you mic the keyboard you know i love i love this song because i i i didn't read the if there's a background of, of a story, 
I couldn't find any research. Actually, to tell you the truth, Joe Ely is hard to find a, a lot of reviews or research on. But I, I can imagine the song just being in the studio and he started like playing the piano in it. And they're like, hey, just so you know, you're, you know, like your fingernails are clicking on the piano. And he's just like, I know I keep <laughs> fucking making me sick. Yeah. <laughs> I really, it, it's it's by far my favorite track on this album. That's really? awesome. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Oh, geez. It's just goofy enough, but it also, it, 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 it makes my butt shake, so I like it. Yeah. All right, Rob. What do you think of this one? What do you think of Joe Ely? I fucking Ely? love it. <laughs> I happy that Joe Ely came into my life. Not in that I'm going to continue listening to this over and over again. It's not going to be like a... It's really nice to actually hear a country artist that I wasn't familiar with, like doing some pretty cool stuff in the, uh, in the style, man. I don't know. Like in, in this album hits a whole bunch of different types of, uh, yeah. Of tune. Like, I don't know. I, and I, I, I want I kind of want to see what the, 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 uh, flatlanders sound like now, but no, I, I'd go positive that this was a pleasant surprise, uh, for country music. I was not expecting it. I enjoy listening to this album. I don't know if I'm going to go full positive on it. I'm definitely, I, I'm very glad I now know who, who Joe Ely is. And I'm, absolutely going to check out more of his catalog and check out the flatlanders because like I mentioned earlier, I've, I've got a hunch that at least for my, my particular taste and aesthetic, I I feel like he's going to hit a stride for me at some point. I just don't know if it was on this album. I don't dislike any songs on this album, but the songs that really, the songs that really stood out for me were, you know, boxcars, West Texas Waltz and, and fingernails. <laughs> and I, I just, I think I would need more than that to give it a full positive, especially in, in some tough company. Cause there's a lot of good, uh, outlaw players around this time. So I'm going to say, I, I, I like Joe Ely. Now I'm going to give this album a, uh, a neutral, I believe. And who knows, maybe in a few years, I'll retract that and say, I love it. Maybe it just grow, grows like moss. Who knows? I'm going to go neutral. Um, it's not bad. I mean, uh, it was a big hit in my classroom. It's very, I, I like the same songs that Ben liked. Uh, those are the three that stood out for me. Probably nothing I would ever listen to again, unless I'm watching, you know, Thelma and Louise or <laughs> uh, Dolly Parton and Sylvester Stallone, Rhinestone. Rhinestone, <laughs> yes. Cool. Yeah, I I feel about th- I feel pretty similar to the group. Um, great, great player. Some interesting songs. It's nice to uh, hear the birth of this type of I don't know outlaw but alt country style. Um, but I would just go neutral because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna revisit. I'm not gonna put it on. Um, regular rotation and if somebody asked me i'd be like yeah it's okay so just neutral for me but nice it's it was a good uh i think it's a good addition to the book it sort of rounds mm-hmm. out a lot of things all right next time we'll be talking about the adverts crossing the red sea with the adverts all right thanks all your friends were there and no 
care They all just looked away In this honky 